0: The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.
1: And we like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. And you can catch us out on the LI News Radio app, so you can take Spotlight on Long Island Schools wherever you go. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island school boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Thanks for tuning in each and every week to hear about some amazing things that are going on in our school districts across Long Island. And this week is no exception. We're gonna welcome back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, the Middle Country School District. And in this segment, we're gonna learn about a really cool, neat community service initiative that has been taken up by our elementary students in the Middle Country School District. And Middle Country is a through K-12 school system that basically encompasses Center Reach and Selden and other parts of towns. And it's a pretty large school system on Long Island, one of Suffolk County's largest. And we are happy to be joined by Ms. Fitzgerald, who works for the Middle Country School District, who's gonna give us an overview about this exciting community service project. So Ms. Fitzgerald, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island
0: Schools. Thank you. So my name is Mrs. Fitzgerald. I'm the district's character education teacher. And one of our district initiatives that we are working on each year are the community service projects that our fifth graders have opportunities to lead. So just to give you a little background on that, our fifth graders, well, all of our students are, they participate in weekly character education lessons. And in those lessons, they learn the values and virtues of what it takes to be a good human. So being respectful, responsible, cooperative. Um, So as fifth graders, they have the very unique opportunity to apply these leadership skills. So they work together as a grade level. They come up with a community service project, something that they feel will benefit The wider community. Um, And each of the schools, I have to say this year, I'm so impressed with the ideas that they came up with and how they work together to apply these leadership skills.
1: So this is student-led and kind of student-centered, obviously, where they're coming up with the ideas and they're totally taking ownership of whatever project they're going to develop and help benefit the community. So it's their ideas and you guys just kind of let them run with it and guide them along the way.
0: Correct. So they start by coming up with the ideas, voting on the idea as a class. It's their responsibility to advertise to the greater school community um, in their schools to try to solicit whatever the donations may be. You'll hear about that in a moment from the students when they speak to you about that. But yes, it is completely student driven with The teacher's there just to support this initiative.
1: Well, we're excited to learn about the different elementary projects, and we're going to start off with the Oxhead Road Elementary School, and we're going to speak with Michael, who's a fifth grader. And, Michael, first I want you to tell me about what you guys took on there at Oxhead Elementary School. What was your project?
2: Our project was Birthday in a Box. Tell me
1: about Birthday in a Box. What is it all about?
2: We gave – we gave birth things in a birthday box to, get, to make a cake so that people that couldn't celebrate their very special birthday, that couldn't celebrate it, we gave it to them so they could cel- celebrate this very special day for them.
1: That's awesome. So you guys are helping out those who maybe can't afford to get a cake or cards, and you create a nice little care package in a box to help everybody celebrate their special day. How did you guys come up with that idea? So, we
2: think of an idea that could help out the whole community, and then we just keep thinking until we find out, like, a good idea.
1: Awesome. We're also going to speak with another fifth grader by the name of Rashawn. Rashawn, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And my question to you is, how did it make you feel to know that you guys were taking on a project to help out folks who might not be able to celebrate their birthday? What did that mean to you?
2: It means that... um, they'll, they'll, um, all, all the kids will get something special because if they, when they have no money to celebrate for their birthday boxes, they might not, not, they might not be able to celebrate and they will feel like sad that they don't, they don't, they can't celebrate their, 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 their birthday in an important time of, of themselves. So, well, we give the we give the supplies for to make a birthday box to make to so they could be happy and they can spend the birthday with they could spend the birthday and they don't have to buy anything. It's like a generous gift. gift.
1: It really and, is. What, and what is your favorite thing that's in the box, Rashawn?
2: Um, my favorite thing. Basically
1: everything. Everything. You would want one of those birthday boxes. Well, congrats to Oxhead Elementary School for their birthday in a box program. Now we're going to switch over to the Jericho Elementary School, and we want to welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Gavin, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools, and tell us about the project that you guys are doing over there in Jericho.
2: It is a souls-for-souls organization, and we donate shoes to people in need that like walk around barefoot and don't have much to afford that shoe.
1: And how did you find out about the souls to souls organization? Who told you about them? Um, it was just an idea that somebody had and you guys kind of explored a little You had had the the idea. idea. How did you get the idea of saying, you know what, we want to help folks that need a new pair of (laughs) shoes. They may not have them or they're old and they need to be replaced. How did you come up with that idea?
2: Because I like shoes and I like
1: how they look and the designs. Okay. You like shoes and you like how they design. So what made you think, wow, you know, there might be some kids out there, some families that are in need. How did you, you know, go about raising money for the shoes or did you collect shoes? How How did that go about?
2: Um, people donated to the, like, they made boxes of like shoes and they donated it.
1: Wow. And how many boxes of shoes would you say you guys collected approximately?
2: You know? Nine.
1: All right. And so when did you guys distribute these to folks that may be in need? Um. Was it fairly recent or you're still ongoing with it?
2: They're being shipped out to, like, people around the world.
1: Oh, so it's around the world. That's awesome. We also want to welcome from Jericho Elementary School, Connor, who has participated in the show program. So, Connor, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And what did it mean for you, Connor, to be involved in this project, knowing that you were going to be helping folks who may not have a pair of shoes get a pair of shoes?
2: Well, it meant for me that, like, it's – Very nice to help people. So for me, it felt really good that I could help um, donate to this Souls for Souls because people don't have privileges that we have. Like it's really nice to sit down, relax, watch TV, and have all these special privileges, but a lot of people don't have them. So the least we can do is at least help them to get some shoes that they don't have.
1: Connor, that is really good that you think of others and you realize how. Privileged we are with some of the things that we take for granted, like a pair of shoes. So I, my hats off to everybody there at Jericho Elementary. And was the entire building excited about doing this project?
2: As I saw, yeah, a lot of people were happy to donate. There was boxes filled, filled, and filled with your shoes. So yeah. And what do you think you're
1: going to remember about this program when you're like old and big in high school? What What's going to stick out as a memory for you?
2: I'm, I'm going to remember that I was happy that I got to donate a good program. There was seven full boxes.
1: Seven full boxes. So that's a lot of shoes. And great 700 shoes. pairs of shoes. 700 <laughs> pairs of shoes. That's an amazing, great job. Hats off to everybody there at Jericho Elementary. Now we're going to shift gears and switch over to New Lane Elementary. And we're going to welcome the Spotlight on Long Island Schools, Aiden, another fifth grader there in the Middle Country School District. Aiden, tell us about New Lane Elementary's program.
3: Us New Lane students or us New Lane fifth graders are doing a craft in a bag so, which is basically, we are collecting art supplies and for children in need in Stony Brook Hospital, in Stony Brook Hospital, because we are donating to the Ronald McDonald House Charity.
1: That's awesome. So you've collect, you've connected with a local hospital right there in Stony Brook, and you're helping kids out who may be in the hospital for surgery. Yes.
3: Yes. Not only just surgery, also kids who may be ill or have as you said, need surgery, maybe they're, maybe the kids are ill or something. Right, they may
1: be going for some treatments and everything else, and it's always cool to partner up with the Ronald McDonald House. And finally, we want to welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools Annabelle. Annabelle is also a fifth grader at New Lane Elementary School. Annabelle, what are some of the fun things that you've collected to kind of take the kids' minds off of what they're doing in the hospital?
0: We've
2: collected markers and crayons color pencils types different types of coloring books and play-doh as well paint many different craft stuff so that they can just take their mind off of just sitting in the hospital being ill
1: well i gotta tell you annabelle that is a really special project that you guys took on and i am so glad that the kids in the middle country school district are so thoughtful with birthday in a box collecting shoes for kids who don't have shoes, and then thinking of kids right here in our local hospital who may be sitting there undergoing treatment, and you guys are giving something to them to take their mind off. Annabelle, really, really good job, and I'm glad you and your classmates had an opportunity to talk to me here on Spotlight on Long Island Schools. And when we come back from the break, we're gonna continue our conversation with folks in the Middle Country School District. But again, folks, these are fifth graders who came up with some amazing ideas to think of others above themselves. You're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio. Out on the web at linewsradio.com and check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Your chance to suggest a program, club, or activity that your kids are involved in. And just like Annabelle, your student may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. We'll be right back after this. NBC. to welcome you back to spotlight on long island schools on 1039 li news radio and again catch us on that li news radio app and we're continuing our conversation with the middle country school district And before, we learned about, you know, some of the character education programs that are going on in their elementary schools. But this next segment will focus on history and the National History Day Project and how it's being undertaken there in Middle Country School District. So we'd like to welcome the club advisors, Mrs. Cook and Mr. Duvas. And Mrs. Cook, we'll start with you. Tell us about the National History Day Project Club there in Middle Country.
4: So the Middle Country Central School District does follow the um, Long Island National History Day model. So in the eighth grade classes, we do follow the research model. Eighth graders participate in the National History Day project. From there, their projects are selected to move on to an in-house um, symposium. So I had one, Mr. Dovis had one in each middle school respectively. Um, those students sele- selected from that competition will then move on to the Long Island Regional Contest. From there, they can go to the New York Contest and then the overall National History Day model. Um, this year's um, topic was turning points in history. So our students had a wide range of um, topics that they could select from based on their interests.
1: Great. And Mrs. Duvas, how many kids in the Middle Country School District started off participating in it? And if I understand it right, you kind of... Get the best of the best uh, to compete against the other schools so approximately how many kids are participating
4: so i know that at dawnwood middle school
1: um at our symposium we had over 50 students participating with all different um projects that they were very proud of um and we had a nice walk through and they were very proud of you know what they put together um at at um selden how many did you go we had have? about
4: close to 60.
1: yeah so Together, we had about, uh, about 110 to 115 to pick from. Great. And you whittle that down for the best of middle country and comes down to a total of how many?
4: Um,
1: about 10. 10? All right. 10 so it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hard competition. And we're going to speak with a veteran of the National History Day Project Club. He's actually a 10th grader, so he is a veteran of this program. Umber, welcome to Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Tell me about the project that you were a winner of.
4: So last year, uh, my project for National History Day, uh, which theme was uh, uh, "Frontiers in History," was about Grace Hopper and her uh, pioneering contributions and her legacy to computer sciences in American history.
1: And what's your latest project?
4: My la- um, the project I'm currently finishing up now is uh, is Frances Perkins, she uh, and how. Uh, She was able to be how she was a visionary in the New Deal and able to push for several uh, legislations uh, to pass for the New Deal and support uh, financially and socially support Americans uh, during the Great Depression to lead us out of the Great Depression.
1: That's a great thing to dive into. A lot of kids probably aren't familiar with the New Deal. So thanks for sharing that, Ava. And we're going to keep it in the family here. Sorry. Thank you for sharing that, Umber. And we're going to speak to your sister now, Ava, who's also part of the National History Day project. Ava is an eighth grader. And Ava, you know, I know your brother's been around. Is this how you heard about this National History Day project to get involved?
4: Yeah, I was really interested when I saw my brother do the project. So that's why I decided to do it this year.
1: Talk to us about your project that you're tackling this year.
4: Um, So my project is about Claudette Colvin, who was a 15-year-old girl who did the same thing as Rosa Parks nine months before, but never really received recognition. She refused to give up her seat to a a white passenger on a segregated Montgomery bus in 1955.
1: You know, I I never heard of her name. And like you said, everybody knows who Rosa Parks is. So why do you think hers went unnoticed and rosa parks didn't do you have any idea
4: well she was young and pregnant so most people the board members of the wpc women's uh, they they decided that she would not be a good role model i guess for the for the face of the civil rights movement
1: Okay, so she was young and, and she was with child at the time, so they decided to go with somebody that was a little bit older and, again, from a marketing standpoint, I guess would be yeah. a better image. That, you, you, you taught me something today. Thank you very much, Ava. We also want to welcome the Spotlight on Long Island Schools Sylvia, who's also an eighth grader. And Sylvia, your history project is kind of focused and centered around music. Tell us all about it.
3: So my project is on guitar pedals. And guitar pedals are electronic devices that are armed with the power of changing the sounds of your guitar and shifting entire music genres with just a step of the foot.
1: What made you pick this uh, topic to explore? Um,
3: Well, I've loved the electric guitar since the first time I've laid eyes on one, and I knew I wanted to do something related to it. But I didn't exactly know what in the beginning. And the idea was actually pitched to me by one of the social studies teacher in my school. And as I discovered and learned more about it, I felt that I wanted to set my sights on this project.
1: I know we spoke Mm -hmm. off the air, but tell me, when did guitar pedals first start to arrive on the scene and change music forever?
3: Um, the early to the mid-1900s.
1: Wow. See, I would have expected it to be a little bit later. What was the one biggest thing that you learned that maybe you weren't aware of before you started the project?
3: Um, That some guitar pedals and effects were born from mistakes, like for example, distortion, which is like the classic sound of rock music that you would hear was all started from a broken amplifier.
1: That's very interesting. So somebody broke an amplifier way back in the day and today we call it great rock music. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Next up is an 8th grader, Safina. Safina, you kind of look to the stars for your history project. Tell us all about it.
5: For this year's history project, I chose heliocentrism. For And for those who don't know about heliocentrism, it basically states that the sun is the center of the universe. And before the heliocentrism, uh, the theory of the heliocentrism existed, there was this theory called geocentrism. And people used to believe that the Earth was mm-hmm. at the center of the universe. And it's it was very religious based because the Roman Catholic Church mainly um, gave out education and was mainly in charge for science and all of that. So it was very inaccurate and very complicated. But they somehow made it work with very much like inaccuracies. And later on, Copernicus, who was an astronomer, um, introduced heliocentrism. And um, later on, other astronomers like Kepler and Galileo also contributed to it to prove that heliocentrism is. Correct.
1: Kind of boggles okay. our mind to think now that you know at some point in time everybody thought everything revolved around the Earth as opposed to what we know today. So, pretty pretty fascinating stuff. Thanks for sharing that. Next, we're going to speak with a team who, well, you know, it's it's history. Uh, it's not that old history, but you know old enough that makes me feel very old and they're going to explain it we want to welcome grace and julia Uh, grace why don't you start off telling us about the history project that you guys worked on and i'm just going to sit here and feel very old as you describe it
4: Um, well our project was on the berlin wall the collapse of the berlin wall specifically and um it was a very scary time for most people because many families were separated many people did not have jobs anymore um, so when the wall came down, at first no one really like knew what to do, and then um, people just started immediately going to the west side, and um, um, it was very like um, what's the word?
1: <laughs> I can't think of the word. It was, it was exciting, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, Grace, Grace, again, tell us the approximate timeline that this all took place.
4: Um, Well, the Berlin Wall was built overnight, August 12th to 13th, 1961, and it officially collapsed on November 9th, 1989.
1: 1989, Julia, that was a long time ago. Holy cow, I was actually married in 1989. What did you learn about the collapse of the Berlin Wall that really fascinated and stuck with you?
3: That it actually collapsed because of... The end of the Soviet Union, They, the east side of Germany voted for a democracy instead of communism, and that's what led to the fall of the wall and the Soviet Union.
1: Yeah. And it was a huge party. I mean, when that wall came down, people were celebrating, there were fireworks, people grabbed and still have pieces of the wall, a very fascinating part of history. And now we're going to go just a little further back than the 80s, which I was a product of. And we're going to go talk about a incident that happened that the name of the historical incident doesn't necessarily reflect what exactly happened. We want to welcome Rhiannon to the program. You're an eighth grader. Tell us about your project.
3: So my project is on the Love Canal incident. Um, There was no canal, but it was the name of a town that was built on top of a toxic waste site where after a lot of heavy rain and snow, uh, 21,000 tons of chemicals, some of which were carcinogenic, seeped up through the ground and into the water and poisoned the entire environment and everyone living there.
1: Nobody was in love with the Love Canal after that. And what stuck out for you as the most important facet when you learned this piece of history?
3: Well, a lot of the legal action revolving around Love Canal, including the establishment of Superfund, was led by Lois Gibbs, who was the head of the Homeowners Association and described as being very shy.
1: Well, not shy after that. And we want to thank you for exploring and reminding us of that not-so-distant history. And we want to welcome and thank, I'm sorry, we want to thank the Middle Country School District for keeping history alive with the National History Day Project. These students have demonstrated beyond belief their deep knowledge of things that some people take for granted and forget. You've been listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio and out on the web at linewsradio.com. Thanks for tuning in.
2: ABC, One, two,
0: the views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.